All right, two hours down, one more to go. Uh, Chris set the lineup for you. Tyler's here, Laura's here, Andy's here, Michael Thompson's here. Michael and I have the game tonight. Should be a good one, Michael, I think. The way Jokic is playing, Jokic against Anthony Davis, two of the three best big men in the NBA. It's going to be a fun game. And uh, hopefully um, the Lakers will be the team that came back from down 20 instead of the team that blew the 13-point lead. Do you guys know that this is how weird this has been this season? Um I saw this stat, and I I was just shaking my head. When the Lakers lost on Tuesday, it was the second time they've lost a game in which they led by double digits with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The other one was against Indiana when that kid, Michael, that you like, Nebhard, hit the the three. Um, So it's happened twice to the Lakers. The rest of the NBA has done that twice combined this season. If you take every other team, the other 29 teams, it's happened twice in the league, and it's happened twice to the Lakers in the last three weeks. It cannot be overstated how bad the Lakers have been in clutch situations this year. Is that, Michael, I was going to ask you about that. Is that, if you're consistently blowing games down Mm -hmm. the stretch, like you're not closing in the last three minutes, is that a learnable, coachable, teachable skill? Of course. It's it's a mental mental weakness not to be able to hold on to leads. You're losing focus. You're losing uh, your fundamentals. So yeah, that's just, uh, that's all mental, not more so than physical. What do the Lakers need to do a better job? Let's say the Lakers are up by 15 with four minutes to mm-hmm. go tonight. What do they need to do to keep this from happening? They got to get that dog mentality like Kobe did, man, or Michael Jordan. That's the killer instinct. When we got your foot in your throat, we're not going to let you up. That's, that's how it's got to be. That's how you have to approach the game and not look up. At, don't don't scoreboard watch because you're up 10 with three minutes to go thinking the game's over. Didn't you tell me Magic and Kareem and Worthy used to get mad at you guys if they would blow the lead oh. and they had to go back in? Oh, yeah. You didn't, that's, and that put pressure on us as second stringers, as scrubs. If, if Magic gave us a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter. We better hold it because you don't have to put him out there because we are blowing it. So that put extra responsibility on you as a backup to do your job, as Bill Belichick would say. All right, a couple of people want to weigh in on some Lakers stuff we've been talking about. Here's Paul in Santa Barbara. Hey, Paul, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, uh, good Paul. Hey, I, want, I want to touch base on a couple of things. Uh, first off, you were talking about Kareem and, and the field goal percentage. I think it's because KD and uh, and LeBron live on threes now. Well, no, it's so not field goal percentage. Real quick, Paul, it's not field goal percentage. Right, it's total field goals. The, maybe they're on points. Like maybe they're on points, but they're not going to be there on field goal percentage. No, no, we're talking so about made field goals. Yeah, made. we're talking about made. Not so percentage. think about this, Paul. Oh, You're, we're okay. talking about made okay. baskets. Made baskets. And, and, and oh, Kareem is probably going to go down as the guy with the most well, made there's baskets. No probably. <laughs> there's no problem. There's no problem. You don't think you, you don't think anybody like LeBron one of these? Is, thanks, LeBron Paul, is currently two thousand baskets, and he's going to play two more years, maybe. Yeah, the most. he's two thousand behind Kareem. If LeBron, but remember, Andy, they're going to get rid of the one and done rule. So all these kids, like Kareem, came into the league when he was, as 22. Michael pointed out, twenty two. These there's going to be eighteen year olds coming along. Well, they've been coming along since LeBron, right? That's exactly. why LeBron's catching them. Yeah, good luck. They with got that. a four year head start. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, all right, there's a guy in here who has a question for you, Michael. This is Matt in Redondo Beach. Hey, Matt, what's your question for Michael? Hey, Michael, a huge Laker fan. I got one crazy Laker story that will take two seconds to tell you after, but. Uh, Michael Thompson, do you remember a game against the Detroit Pistons where you got a rebound and I believe it was Isaiah Thomas ended up behind you and started like beating your head yeah. like a drum? Treating my head like bongo drums, yeah. 
Why? Can you tell us that? What happened there? Oh, did he get? What, did, I got the re- He was frustrated because they were losing the game. I got the rebound, so he started pounding on my head. Did they call him? Yeah, he got a technical foul for it. Didn't kick him out. Just gave him a tech. You know, we were talking about the Kurt Ram- uh, uh, Matt. We were talking about. Oh, we lose him. Uh, we were talking about the uh, Kurt Rambis Kevin McHale oh. clothesline. Two guys came to the game the other night dressed as Rambis and McHale. They were funny. Matter of fact, Jeff Dye is a comedian. He was the guy dressed as Rambis, and he ended up reaching out to me on Twitter, and we had a fun exchange. But. Uh, but I, I said to Jeff, um, hey, Jeff, more power to you. Glad you guys had a good time at the game. I wish you would have clotheslined that guy dressed as McHale to get back <laughs> yeah. at what McHale did to Rambus in the 87 finals. I was off three years. It was the 84, 84 finals. Yeah. And the amazing thing about that is, go back, when you when you get a chance, go back, just type in McHale Rambus clothesline. One of the most vicious fouls ever committed. <laughs> and Michael's right. It was a two shot foul <laughs> there was no such thing as flagrants Dude. back then there it wasn't a technical foul call no wow and it emptied both benches <laughs> kurt got up. kurt was a pretty cool customer kurt got up like oh, hey man i'm not somebody. letting you do that and you, you guys all took kurt away no, not me i wasn't on the team then uh, was before i yeah, got there but uh they, it, it kept them but the refs just said two shot it's foul. really funny that hulu documentary the the 10-part one that just came out about the lakers they get into that, and there's a, like a talking head portion with Bird, and Bird's even like, "Yeah, that was a little much." <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't and quite Michael, know what's you, going on. You played with McHale. He wasn't was he known no, as a he wasn't, dirty no, player? He wasn't a dirty player at all. He wouldn't do that. That's that was, what Bird said. He was yeah. like, I, "This was not like right. Kevin McHale at all." Yes, but I'm glad they took that kind of play out of the game. Oh my goodness, that yeah. was that could have ended Kurt's career, if not his life. Uh, uh, yeah, that was as vicious of a foul yeah. as you will ever see. Okay, so Michael, at the height of your wealth. Did you go out and buy a really fancy car, rich car? Yes. Uh, when I came into the league, I was making $250,000 a year, and this is 1978, and that was considered big money. Hey, Number would, one overall pick. Who, would, who wouldn't want to make that now in 2022, right? So 250000 bucks a year, I came in, and uh, I wanted to get a nice car, so I wanted to get the top-of-the-line Mercedes. The 450 SEL was the top-of-the-line Mercedes at the time, and but but think about this though that car in 1978 cost me thirty thousand dollars. Wow, that's it. Top of the line Mercedes. Wow. Now, comparably speaking, that same car today would probably be one seventy five, something like that. So, in relative terms, so yeah, I wanted to get a really nice car, okay. and it was a nice car. I had a Mercedes sedan. I kept it for a okay. while. So you made you mentioned you made two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, the wide the fastest guy in the NFL, uh, the wide receiver for the Dolphins. Has a hundred and twenty million dollar contract. Hundred and twenty million. Uh, Shannon Sharp has a podcast, and I may have to have you play this for me, Tyler, because I don't. Oh, I got it. I got it. I found it. Um, Tyreek Hill was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, and listen to what he drives. I drive a minivan to work every day, so. A minivan? Yeah, seriously, I drive a minivan to work every day. Tell me it's a Sprinter. No, nah, it's a minivan. <laughs> it's a Dodge Caravan. With the wood panel on the side? Come on now, talk to me. Police, if y'all see this man in this minivan, pull him over. Windows tinted, everything. <laughs> Come on, Reek. Come on, bro. I understand, you try to you try to lay low, key. You don't, you don't want nobody to know that's Tyreek up you in there. You gotta lay low. <laughs> All right, so Tyreek Hill drives a Dodge Caravan minivan to practice every day. Andy, hearing that story, does it make you think more or less of Tyreek Hill? More. Why? Because he's driving that car. A, he's totally secure. B, 
He's got tinted windows <laughs> on his minivan, which makes it funnier. So I'm on Team Tyreek with how this How could one. anybody see this as thinking less of him? Because, like, girls want to see you drive up with Laura. Do you That's think- not true. I love this. You because do? Because he's trying to be low-key. Practical. Yes. But also, a lot of, you know, a lot of players, a lot of professional ball players, they're all about flash. Uh-huh. He's not. He's being practical, but I just like money. the idea of a tricked-out minivan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Michael, so who, what, which player that you played with for or with or against had like the the biggest, most expensive well, fancy car? Magic always had nice rolls. Yeah. I don't. I didn't fault players for that. Like we, you go down to the parking lot now. These any of these arenas, and you see the players' parking lot. They're all luxury automobiles, mm-hmm. and that's it's okay. It's my son Clay, he, he Clay was um driving uh, one time. I think last summer. Yeah, he had a, a, a Bentley, $150,000 Bentley. And he told me, you know what? I don't feel comfortable in this. This is too much. So he turned it back in and got a more practical car. Well, he rides a bicycle. Now, a practical car, relatively speaking, like something like Compared 60, 70,000. Right. But he, wasn't, he said, I'm not driving around a $150,000 car. That's stupid. He'd rather put his money towards the boat. Exactly. You're right. That's his luxury, being able to go on his nice boat. And But if I was playing today, I always tell my sons, if I was playing today... And, the kind of player I was, based on the dollars, I would be, I'd be making 25 million bucks a year. I always tell my players, or, or tell the guys, if I was playing today, I would buy a pickup truck, because I love pickup trucks. I'd oh, get one of those, you? I'd get one of those big Ford 350s. That's a, that's I used a, to drive one of those. Do any of our truck. players drive pickup no, trucks? No, nobody has a pickup okay. truck. I'd get a pickup truck, I'd get a Harley Davidson, and I'd get like one nice little car, and that'd be it. That'd be it. I I'd think, be done. I think that they, they put stuff in their contracts now to keep them from driving Harleys. Well, yeah, you can, yeah. You can get permission to do Michael, it. Michael, I just picture you bending down to get into your 350. No, like I would, need a, I would need a ladder to get into it. And no, you would have hey, to duck it. jacked up. They're big He's trucks. good. After, He's, it's lifted. Yeah. Michael, after you bought the Mercedes, mm-hmm. you ever get pulled over for DWB? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> no, not so much. Not in Portland. Portland up there, it was nicer. Uh, I got pulled over for DWB down here because I and was in a way, nice what Escalade. Talking, what we're talking about is driving while well, black. Black, yeah. black guys get pulled over all the, the nice time cars. for absolutely no reason. Yeah. What do they say when they pull you well, over? Well, when he pulled me over in, uh, on La Cienega, I was going to, uh, to Beverly Hills for dinner. He says, uh, I said, what did I do, officer? He says, oh, I'm just seeing that the car is stolen. <laughs> he just says it right to yeah. <laughs> Because it had dealer plates on it, right? No, would- that's true. My boyfriend lives in Anaheim Hills, and he used to drive a BMW, and he's like, I would get pulled, pulled over all the time. Just for all DWB? The, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And like now he drives, Such I don't know, he BS. drives a different car, but he's like, when I had my BMW, I would always be getting pulled over. Yeah, it happens. You know, I don't think it happens as, well, I don't think it happens as much anymore, but it happened to me. But I, was, I wasn't mad. I got a chuckle out of it, because right. I didn't have plates on it. It had just dealer plates, so he just wanted to make sure it wasn't stolen. All right. There is a problem in the NBA that they are trying to address. I'm not sure they've done anything to correct it. And I'm going to throw it at Michael and Andy next and have them decide how we fix what is a glaring problem that nobody's talking about and it needs to be fixed yesterday. And we're going to hit it next. ESPN LA. All right, Michael, who's this? They ain't seeing. Seeing. Is this straight instrumental? Oh, it's just instrumental? Okay. No, no, no. Is this a group, Laura? It is. It's got to be boys to men, no? Yes, it is boys to men. Very good. It's got to be boys to men. I thought I heard a woman's voice in there. That's why I was throwing me. Well, some of those guys can sing so high. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't. Um, All right, so um, the Brooklyn Nets were fined yesterday for sitting eight players against the Pacers. And so the NBA came out yesterday and fined them 25K. 25K, that's it? Today, the NBA fined the Miami Heat for the same thing, for for resting too many people and not putting them on the injury report. So you know what the Heat did? I saw this. 
they put every player on the roster on the injury report. <laughs> what? They basically said, Tyler Hero, sore ankle. Well, but Bam on a bio, sore shoulder. Well, who's going to play? Well, whoever they want. But now they can't get fined for not putting someone on the injury report. And But here's my oh, question. Oh, I see. So if you're on the injury report, then you, you're allowed to sit out. Um, correct. Well, it's, it's on the up and up, even if it's not really on the up and up. Yeah. Right. But here's here's the issue. Um, I've always said, and Michael and I have talked about this on some of the game broadcasts, that the only way they're ever going to eliminate load, ma- load management is if they eliminate the back-to-backs. But I'm not even sure if they eliminate the back-to-backs, Michael, that teams still wouldn't rest players. Oh. What do you think? Oh, I agree. They could have three days off between games. Some guys aren't gonna don't want to play eighty-two games, and they are really damaging the game. All right. So way. if I hired the two of you, Andy and Michael, to address load management, and I come, to, I'm Adam Silver, and I come to you guys and I say, guys, um, I got to get this genie back in the bottle. There are people paying three, four, five hundred dollars a seat to and come to our kids. games to see the Golden State Warriors, Especially our defending champions, mm-hmm. and and Golden State went twice into New Orleans. Twice and rested Clay, Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins. The four reasons people go to see the Warriors play. Um Michael and I did a game last week in Toronto. No LeBron, mm-hmm. no A D, no Patrick Beverly, really no chance to win. No. How do we fix load management? Michael, you first. Well, you got to have a meeting with all the owners. You got to call, it, have a conference or something and say, listen, let me explain something to you guys. I'm Adam Silver. I know people have Lakers across their, their jerseys, but this is a league of stars. We sell big TV ratings. We get TV ratings. We sell out arenas because of star players. People buy the jerseys. People bring their kids to come see your stars. Stars. If you're going to sit out, I don't want to call any names, but say the the 10th man in the team, nobody cares. But if you're going to sit out the face of the franchise or the faces of the franchise just for rest, we are shortchanging our paying customers. They are paying to come see who are considered the stars in this game, the stars of the team. And when they don't play because they're resting, if they're hurt, that's one thing. But if they're just out because they're resting, that's just wrong. We're perpetrating a fraud to our fans. And how the hell Michael Jordan and all these guys played 82 games, and these guys can't. And we've now you're chartering. Now you you don't have to practice as hard or as long. Training camp's been cut down. Here's what you do. Get a week week off at the All-Star break. Exactly. Here's what you do from now on. You can load manage. But player A and B, your stars, are going to play 15 or 20 minutes instead of 40. They're going to play. They're going to suit up. They're going to be on the floor, okay? These are the, I don't care if you're out there for 10 minutes, but the fans need to see them if they're healthy. How about that? Andy, would it work? It's tough, man. It is tough to put, like you said, the genie back in the bottle. Right. Because, you know, people talk about taking the game, the schedule from 82 games to 72, which I think— They'll never do it. Well— They'll never play less. Michael, do you agree with me? They'll never play less games. They make too much money. Sure. But I mean, even forget the money angle of it. If you get it down to 72 games, but there is still a, for lack of a better way of putting it, a culture of resting certain games, then people are going to start playing 60 games as opposed to 70 games. The culture is the culture. So, I mean, maybe what Michael's talking about in terms of a compromise, like don't play 40 minutes, don't play 30 minutes, play 
15. 18 minutes. Right. 18 minutes. You know, and look, not if Mason all, where he would argue that's not resting. He has, still has to warm up, still has to oh, stretch, please. still has to do no, that look, stuff. You got to cut up this crap. And he, here's the thing: not all rest is creating. Like somebody like LeBron, for example, he's like, fine. He's, he's 20 years, and I don't mind if he takes a night off. He right. deserves it. And, and too, there there can be rest that's part of rehabilitating yourself back up to game shape. You know, like I I think what. It sounds like Kawhi Leonard is going through. There's well, an Ka- element of that. Kawhi's a poster boy for this because we we just Michael and I just saw the great Alex McKechnie when we were up in yeah. Toronto, and Alex is the one who designed the load management for Kawhi the one year he was in Toronto. When Loved they won, Alex when they won the title, and Alex said Jerry West walked up to him and said, "You ruined the league yeah. with your stupid load you know, management." If, if, a, if a guy is coming off of a serious injury like Kawhi, like Clay, and if you want to cut down his minutes or his games, I understand that. But if you're 25, 24, 23, and you're fully healthy, you haven't had any kind of serious injury, you play. It's the idea of preservation for the sake of preservation. That's what you're talking about that doesn't work. Right. All right. Uh, Mike in L.A. thinks he has a solution to this load management problem. Hey, Mike, you're on ESPN L.A. What do you got? Hey, guys. Um, well, why don't we do this? Make it – if someone sits out – Make it a mandatory two games he has to sit out unless he comes, he has a surgery that he has to take a rest for one game, or someone like LeBron who's been in the league who's for like 20 years. Make exceptions with someone who's over 35 years yeah, old yeah. is allowed to just sit out one game. I like that. Got so, an age limit on it. Yeah, I like that. Well, and also, Mike, what what you're saying is, so they'd really think about taking a night off if what it means is you miss the next. Yeah, but two the problem games. is, yeah. the problem is though, there are legitimate injuries that lead to missing one game. We understand that. Yeah, right. But then you're just going to say the injury is whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. so you can play. Miss one okay. game and that's it. You mean you're going to lie? Let's, yes. Yeah. Well, let's, well, you know they're going to lie. So let's yes. talk about what happens when they do. How do you prove All it, right, though? If, right. You, you, let's say you can't. So how do we enforce it? Stu Lance had an idea. The great Stu Lance are the longtime Laker TV analyst. Most punctual man on the planet. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Stu said, all right, if they're going to pull this, if they're going to load manage these guys and sit people for rest... They have to do it for home games only. You cannot pull a guy out for load management on the road. Yeah. And if you do, that's the hard thing. Like, what's the punishment? Uh, like, $25,000 is nothing. No, that's nothing to it to you. How about, would, would, it, would it be unfair, Michael, to say the player loses his salary for that game? <sighs> Yeah, if he the players' sits, union uh, would fight that oh, yeah, tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah, well, again, they're just going to lie about the yeah. reason the guy's. I got a sore out. back. Right. I mean, remember back in the day, like back so spasms. Yeah, that was always the but, but Let's one. go back to Michael's point. Jordan played eighty-two games a yeah. bunch. Kobe did. I mean, a lot they of guys took pride do. in that. They wanted to. And if you what w- happened to that? If you watch like Kobe doing work, or you watch the the Michael Jordan's movie, he they both say something along the lines of, "I always believe." I've heard Shaq say this. I've always believed that somewhere in the building, like Michael and I have a game tonight in less than four hours. Somebody in that building tonight is going to be at their first Laker game. Mm -hmm. There's going to be 19,000 people there. One of them is going to be, more than one, is going to be at their first Laker game. To see LeBron and to see Anthony Davis. And And Jokic. Jordan and Kobe and Shaq used to say, if that's the one time they could come, that's the one time for whatever reason, their financial situation, their, you know, whatever, that's the one time they're going to come. I don't want them to come 
watch me sit on the bench yes. in street clothes. Right. But those, Michael, those sediments don't exist anymore. Clay, no. Clay is very different from you. Clay has, you've told me on many occasions, Clay's wanted to play and yep. asked Steve Kerr to play. Yep. And Steve Kerr says, not your decision, shut up. Yeah, Clay, Clay, Clay. I used to talk about Kobe, how Kobe refused to, to let little injuries keep him out. I talked about that with Clay growing up. He, he heard those stories from me. I said, Kobe took pride in being tough and be able to play every night. And Clay said, I wanted to be that kind of way too. And right. he, before he got hurt, he wanted to play every game. Fans are, we're, callers are starting to call him with ideas. I'd love to solve this problem. So we'll take a few of your calls coming up. I don't know how, but I'd love to solve it because I think, and I, Michael, I think you agree with me. It needs more attention. Yeah. You can't oh, keep, yeah. You can't keep doing this. No. It's not fair. If we bought tickets to see the Rolling Stones and they were doing eight shows at Crypto.com Arena, and after the fourth show, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger said, we're tired. <laughs> yeah. We're going to sit this one show uh, out, and you guys come back tomorrow night. But that's the night yeah, I the, have tickets. Our backup band's going to play our same game, our same songs, but you can listen the to Stones them. cover band. Yeah, exactly. They're 100, though. Like, really? I listened They're to like NBA radio today, and one fan called up and says, you know what? I was going to buy a 10-game package, but because of load management, I decided not to do it. Let I don't have, blame them. Let me How ask about you that? guys both something. Um, like, this has been like a phenomenon over like the last maybe 10-ish years in the league, something like that, give or take. The last 10 years or so in the league have also become much more spread out. It's much more like spread, pick, and roll, much faster yeah. pace. Sometimes it's, it's the only play they right, run. Much yep. more ground that you are covering as a player than like when Kobe played or Jordan played where the game was more bunched up. Do you think that leads to players ending up more tired, more exhausted, no. maybe... Yeah, I'm just wondering. Nah, they don't practice like we used to practice. The game is they hardly physical. practice at no, all. I know yeah. that. I no, know so that. Yeah. They, they fly charter now. We flew commercial. We flew Southwest Airlines. We were in line C, <laughs> C50. <laughs> and by the time we got on the plane, there was no middles. There was no aisle seats. That's yeah. how it was. Michael for us. had to the stretch struggle. his legs into yeah. that row where you have people facing. Exactly. You. Michael always had to give up his uh, aisle seat for yeah. Magic or these Riles. Guys, listen, the NBA takes such good care of these. They're so pampered. It makes me sick when they complain. I can't stand. Well, it. the players don't complain too much. Oh yes, it, they do. You do they? Oh, I'm tired. Oh, 82 games. I think it's more than oh, team. Oh, well, it's Yeah, me. I actually right. do think it's All right, more everybody than team. that's online, on hold, stay there. We're going to try and see if we can figure it's out a solution whips. to this. Michael's here. Andy's here. Uh, game of Games, Michael's game coming up. Pepe Montilla going to play today. He hasn't been banned. Um, and that's all coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, Mason and Ireland, ESPN LA. All right, I, I got no shot. This is Sofia Vigera. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be a Latina, right? Tyler, do you even know this? I haven't a clue. I love the song. I have no idea. Who this is it. kind of obscure. Jennifer Lopez. In terms of the artist. It's no. you, Laura. Selena. It's Laura Romo. It's who Selena. Is it? I do have my Selena shirt today, but no, it's not her. Uh-huh. Who is it? It's uh, if Common I, Electra. Augie Rios. Augie Rios. Hey, how about this tweet from A Battlestar? I love Laura on this show. Can Mason move for another trade? Laura for corporate Greg. Ooh. Who says no? Ooh. I think Laura would say no. You like working with Cap and Sedano, I love right? working with them, but I mean, if I get a, that would be a producer role. So, you know, I'm always game for more money. Well, plus, Laura And has, a different title. Laura has won Mandy's with one show. Yeah. Now she can win Mandy's with another what show. Oh, right. Would you trade Laura for Jorge? No. 
No, they wouldn't. No. They wouldn't do that. No, no I like I like them both. You know why? I trade Lord for Greg. You know why Mason wouldn't do it? <laughs> yeah. You know why Mason wouldn't uh, wouldn't trade for you? Because he knows he can't push you around like he can Jorge. He don't, I don't think he pushes. I think they no, both. No, he pushes Greg. Around. Yeah. Oh, Bert, yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't push Jorge around. Nobody pushes Jorge around. Um, well, Maite, his daughter does, but that's about yeah. it. And Brenda, but he won't admit to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're trying to solve load management. Michael had some good ideas. Andy correctly, in my opinion, pointed out it's not as easy as you think. Um, but a lot of people want to do um, have some ideas and want to weigh in on this. Um, I'm going to mispronounce this name. Uh, is it Imran in Toronto? Imran, did I say your name right? In Toronto. You got it. Okay. Right on the nails there. All right, great. What's your idea for load management? Well, I, I, I think it's getting rid of some of the back-to-backs, especially on the road. I went to the game here in Toronto that you were announcing last week. I brought my eight-year-old son, uh, nine-year-old son, and... He's a Raptors fan. I'm trying to make him a Lakers fan. I grew up in L.A. And right. not seeing LeBron and A.D. play, like, what's worse for me is hearing hearing him cheer for the Raptors. Right. So you were trying to convert him to a Lakers fan. Good for you. Yeah. They, was, he dis- was he disappointed LeBron and A.D. didn't play? He doesn't know better at this age. Oh, but yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to, I was disappointed because I couldn't I couldn't convert him. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. And, and I'm LeBron I, and A.D. maybe. Good. Yeah, and and I I I'm sorry about that. I I they only we only come to Toronto once well, a year. AD was sick, right? AD was and legitimately was sick, and and, and it was the second night of a back to back after that game in Cleveland. I I'm Ron. I think you're right. If if we eliminate a lot of the back to backs, which is just a, simply a scheduling issue, yeah. I think we could do it. So that's not a bad suggestion. Thank you. Here's Cornell in L.A. Hey Cornell, what's your idea for load management? Yeah, how about this? How about we um. We just add it in the contracts, like give them like brackets, like okay, if you miss ten games, instead of you guarantee forty million dollars a year, you get paid thirty million. Oh. You know, and give them like okay, you only to miss ten days out. You know, but then so, you're penalizing uh, guys for potentially being actually. So wait, injured. no, Michael, this is a good thing to ask you about because if if we would have implemented the Cornell plan, Clay had two legitimate season-ending right. injuries, yeah, um, and he would have given oh, yeah, up but- millions. Um, is it fair? Yeah, but no, injuries no. don't count. Yeah, injuries don't count. For, for, for protecting but, people like Clay and Kawhi, I don't have a problem with that. But Cornell, wouldn't people just lie about their injuries? No, they had serious injuries, though. No, okay. but you had to, you know, I guess get medical and get proof, you know, like a real right. job. Right. Teams are oh, never going to create yeah. that adversarial relationship <laughs> between them and their players. Well, and uh, Cornell, thank you for the call. The other thing is, the players' union would fight it to, right, to, to the death. Oh, yeah. Um, here's Josh in Carlsbad. Hey, Josh, what do you think about load management? Um, I mean, I was kind of on the same thing as that last caller. I've been—I'm a Clippers fan. I've been trying to see Kawhi play for like three years. Poor That's guy. I've never seen him play. <laughs> yeah, well, good Clippers luck. are good. The Clippers are good this year. Yeah, they he, can stay healthy, right? But I he plays—he yeah, he, he plays in about half the games, Josh. Kawhi play. Yeah. Huh? He plays in like half the games. That's it. You know, it, I know, and he did what you guys did. Is all, all his last games back? He played on the road the last like four or five games. You know, in Kawhi's case, because he came off that serious injury, I guess they're trying to protect him in, in that way. I don't have any objection with that, even you coming off of a serious injury like that. But a lot of nights, and Josh would back me up on this, they don't just sit Kawhi. They sit Kawhi. They sit Paul George. Yeah. They sit yeah, well, John no, yeah. Wall. They sit, you know, and then all of a sudden, you just drop 
two fifty for a ticket, mm-hmm. and you're you know you're watching yeah. Luke Kennard play forty five minutes. <laughs> Nothing wrong yeah, with that. I think we were missing six. I think we were missing six guys last night against the Suns. Yeah, right. And they got boat raced. Well, Zubas was hurt. Yeah. He had a bruised knee, so he couldn't play. Yeah, but that's here. That's we're getting into this issue of if you're legitimately hurt. Yeah, well, you, yeah, that's fine. What do you do? Um, here's Julio and Reseda. Hey, Julio, what's your idea for load management? Yes, how's it going, guys? Uh, big fan. Uh, what I was thinking is, you guys were talking about soccer. Um, and soccer, there's the uh, yellow card, the red card, and all that. So what I was thinking is, um, you know, by two two games that a player misses uh, during the regular seasons, and that would equal a playoff uh, a playoff game uh, that, that he would have to miss. All right, now, Julio, let me stop you there. I think missing requiring players to miss playoff games is bad for everybody. Yeah. It's bad for the team. It's bad for the player. Yeah. It's bad for the fans. Why would we want to incentivize players missing playoffs? Because nobody rests in playoffs. Because we've seen that uh, uh, owners don't care about monetary fines or anything. So right. it would just give it that extra motivation okay. to play during the regular season. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, we'll put it in the hopper. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's Keisha. In L.A. Hey, Keisha, what's your idea for load management? Solve it for us. Um, it's not that I have an idea for it. I've just been a lifelong, diehard Laker fan, and I'm kind of like Michael. I think today these guys are just soft. I mean, I remember Kobe making so many sacrifices and giving his blood, sweat, and tears for this team and understanding the culture and the history of the Lakers and loving my team as much as I do. And today is just completely different. Like, I hear people talk about Kawhi, but really – Luke Walton and LeBron really invented that load management term. That's the first time I ever heard of load management. And I just think today's game is a little disappointing for me. It's not the team, the guys that I love and I grew up watching. And I'm, I'm over 40. I haven't missed the game since 2003. Good but it's for kind you. Of disappointing because I'll say this. During the playoffs, um, we were fighting to make it to the play-in. LeBron played in the Pelican game, and after that, he said he had a sore ankle. Mm-hmm. Without him playing any more games, he said he had a sprained ankle and did not even play. I kind of felt like he gave up on us. He didn't even try. They didn't even try to make the play. Right, game. Keisha. If I remember so correctly, though, they were they were almost mathematically eliminated at that point once they blew the New Orleans game. Never give up. Come on. Yeah, man. that's true. That's true. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. All right, thanks, Keisha, for the phone call. Thank um, you, Keisha. Here's uh, Gelato Drew, who calls the show a lot. Hey, Drew, how are you? Uh, I'm frustrated. Uh, MT's right. It's like boxing. They're at 12 rounds instead of 15. The league's soft. It's not going to change. MT, you're right. And I got some good news for you, MT. I got a Christmas present for you. What's that? Um, you'll hear an announcement for Undisputed before the new year. Oh, please. Don't. Heavyweights. Uh, ooh. That's the answer. Yes. At heavyweight. Yes, MT. All right. All right. So, uh, what, you, you got a, there's a fight you want to see? Yeah. Tyson Fury and Olesana Yusuf. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's Thanks, right. Drew. Nice phone call. Um, yes. Here is uh, here's Jared in Long Beach. Hey, Jared. What's your idea for load management? Hey guys. Hi. Um, so, uh, what I was thinking was two words: refunds and fines. So, uh, if you don't mind, I'll lay out a little example for you. Okay. Um, let's say Lakers go out to Milwaukee and uh, and they completely sell it out like they usually do. And then uh, you hear that LeBron and AD are sitting. So I think what the team should have to do is it should be a new rule of at least two hours before the game they have to announce if the stars are sitting. 
which would that is a, by the way that is a that is a rule jared that exists now they do that now mm-hmm. perfect it'll roll right into the plan then so you do that which gives the fans an opportunity to get a refund and what they should do is take that amount of refund like let's say they lost fifty thousand dollars because fans got a refund that fifty thousand should be a direct fine to the head coach of that team Oh. Interesting. Uh, let me think about that one, Jared, for a second. I reef. It's uh, tough if you're me, an interim head yeah, coach. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me yeah. let me just say this, and I can't. I'm I, I'm not going to be very articulate about it, but I have a lot of friends who work for teams in the NBA, mostly at the Lakers and the Clippers. Refunds ain't happening. No, they're just not going to yeah. happen. Once you buy the ticket. They, they've already spent that money mm-hmm. on, on everything else, so refunds aren't happening. All right, coming up next, Game of Games. Yes. Michael Thompson's game. What do we got today, Mike? Per Pep, President Pepe's presidential order, today's Game of Game is name the college of a past or present NFL player played at. Multiple choice. Okay. Um, and uh, Pepe Mantia will join us for that. Andy will play. Tyler will play. Laura will play. Um, that's coming up next, Game of Games. All right, no mace today, but we've got a whole bunch of people ready to play Game of Games. Andy Kamenetsky's here. Michael Thompson has the game. Laura Romo's going to play. Tyler's going to play. And we welcome to the show Lakers Spanish broadcaster, our friend Pepe Montilla. Hi, Pepe. He's your friend. How are you, Pepe? (laughs) How you doing, guys? Thank you very much. Hey, Pepe, before we get going. Michael. What? Michael, please, please, please don't give me a present for, for, for Christmas. Because every year you give me the same thing, and I'm sick and tired of that. No more, no more ketchup. Okay? All right, good. I'll no. save myself. You give you give Pepe a bottle of ketchup for Christmas? A small bottle, two two fifty nine. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny. Hey, hey, Pepe, I will bet you one dollar that the U.S. and the Bahamas will win a World Cup before Mexico does. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> that's easy money, Pepe. Take that bet. <laughs> or easy ketchup. Yeah. All uh, right, Pepe, here we go. Today's put uh, name the college a past or present NFL player played at multiple choice. Here we go. Jim Brown, Penn State, Syracuse, or Ohio State. Laura Romo, A, B, or C. Penn State, Syracuse, or Ohio well, State. I gotta go first, but I'm going with C. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Tyler, I gotta go Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Andy, Syracuse. Pepe? Syracuse. I will also say Syracuse. It is Syracuse. Okay. Deacon Jones, former Rams, Deacon Jones. Florida State, Mississippi Valley State, or Virginia? Deacon Jones. Tyler? Florida State. Andy? Mississippi Valley. Um, Pepe? Mississippi Valley. I know it's a small school. What were the three Mississippi? Florida State, Virginia, or Mississippi Valley State? I'll go Mississippi Valley it is State. Mississippi Valley Lord, State. No, okay, Laura didn't go. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. All right. All right. I was going to say that, actually. But okay. okay. Jerry Rice, the, four, the great wide receiver. Clemson, Mississippi, or Mississippi Valley State? All right, Andy, that's you. Mississippi Valley State. Uh, I agree with Andy. Pepe, what do you think? It is Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Laura? With the crowd, Mississippi Valley. Uh, Tyler. Just give me the point. Yep. <laughs> All right. Tyreek Hill, Dolphins wide receiver, West Virginia, West Alabama, or West Georgia? Tyreek Hill, West Virginia, West Alabama, or West Georgia? It's me, and I don't know this. Um, I'm going to go, uh, what was the first one? West Virginia, West I'll, Alabama, West Georgia. I'll go West Virginia. Pepe. Uh, West Alabama. Okay, Laura. West Virginia. Tyler. 
I'm going with Pepe, West Alabama. Andy. Boy, West Alabama sounds made up. Um, I'm going to go West Virginia. West Alabama. Okay. That, oh, man. that does sound made up. All right, so wait, Pepe got that, right? Yeah. And, and, Tyler. and Tyler. And Tyler. All right, so right now the score is Pepe four, John and Andy three, Laura and Tyler two. Go ahead. Former Rams quarterback Roman Gabriel, North Carolina, NC State, or NCANT? Roman Gabriel, NC, uh, NC, NC State, or NCANT? Pepe. Um, can you repeat it, Mike? I'm sorry. North, North Carolina, North Carolina State, or North Carolina A&T? Which college did he go to? North, North Carolina State. Uh, Laura. NC State. Tyler. NC State. Andy. NC State. I'm with the crowd. NC, NC State. State. Okay, everybody got that Former one. Rams, Merlin Olson. Cal, Utah State, or Utah? Uh, Laura, this is you. I'm going to go with Cal. I don't know why. Tyler. I'm sorry, Michael. One more Cal, time. Cal, Utah State or Utah? Utah. Andy. Utah State. I also think Utah State. Pepe. It is Utah State. It is Utah State. All right. Pepe six, Andy and John five, Pepe Tyler and Laura three. This, Rams quarterback Matt Stafford. Georgia, Tennessee, or Georgia Tech? Tyler. Georgia Tech. Andy. Georgia. I also think Georgia. Pepe. Georgia. Uh, Laura. Uh, I'm between. I'm gonna go with Georgia Tech. It is Georgia. Okay, we're separating the. Uh, we've got a little separation. I already, there. I already told you guys I stuck Pe- at these. Pepe's so. running away with this. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, guys. Former Rams left tackle Andrew Whitworth. Bama, LSU, or Tennessee? Tyler, Tennessee. Andy, LSU. I also think LSU. Pepe, LSU. Uh, LSU. Laura, LSU. LSU. Okay. Uh, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, Florida, Duke, or North Carolina? Uh, that's you, Andy. Florida, Duke, or North Carolina? Duke. Um, I'm going to go North Carolina. Pepe. Florida. Laura. North Carolina. Tyler. I'm going Duke. Duke. Yeah. Oh, Dang. Andy has tied Pepe. Detroit wide receiver Armand Ross St. Brown. Notre Dame, USC, or San Diego State? Who starts? Um, you do. USC. I know one of them went there. One of the three brothers. Uh, I'll go USC. Pepe. USC. Laura. SC, USC. Tyler. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's USC. USC. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Titans. Arkansas. Texas A&M or Tennessee? Ryan Tannehill. Arkansas, Texas A&M, or Tennessee? I'll go first. Uh, 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 oh, okay, Tyler, go. Texas A&M. Andy. Well, this is hard because I keep thinking, is he Tennessee he college schools, or is he think, Tennessee yeah. as a pro? Uh, um, what's his college? I'm going to say Tennessee. I'm going to say Texas A&M. Pepe. Texas A&M. Uh, Laura. Texas A&M. A&M. Ah, okay, so let me go do a score update. Pepe with 10, Andy and John with 9, Tyler with 6, and Laura with 5. All right, Michael, we're going to do three more. Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath. Alabama, Georgia, or Florida State? Laura. Florida State. Tyler. Alabama. Andy. Sam again one more time, Michael. Alabama, Georgia, or Florida State? Joe Namath. Alabama? I am also going Alabama. Pepe. Alabama. It is Alabama. Can I just get out? I'm down. Two more. Make them hard, Mike. (laughs) All right. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs. 
Virginia, Maryland, or Florida? Oh, that's a good one. Pepe. Maryland. Laura. Maryland. Tyler. Maryland. Andy. I'm guessing now Maryland. (laughs) It is Maryland. (laughs) I didn't go, but I was going to guess with the crowd. Okay, so here we go. We're down to the last one. Tyler and Laura are out. Andy, you and I trail Pepe by one. Okay, so he has to go first. Michael, give us a hard one. Hall of Fame quarterback, Johnny Unitas. Illinois, Purdue, or Louisville? Pepe. Louisville. I think he's right, but what are the other two? Illinois or Purdue? I'll I, go. Oh, Andy, go ahead. I think he's right, but I just I have to go something different. I'll go Purdue. I'll go Illinois. It is Louisville. Oh, Pepe, you Pepe! won again. Hey, Pepe. There you go. Hey, you were right, Pepe. You know their stuff. He's good, man. This Pepe. Hey, Pro- good. Pepe, where did Bronco Nagurski go? Tulane, <laughs> Michigan, or Minnesota? Minnesota. Jeez, the man. He's I don't amazing. I know who that is. Bronco Nagurski. No. So what? The, the original great running yeah. back in the NFL. Oh, way back. I have no hey, idea who that is. Hey, Pepe, in terms of entertainment value, was Tuesday night's game not the best game of the year? Mm, yeah, yeah, but, um, but I was very upset, man, to tell you the truth. Hey, let's ask Pepe. Pepe, what would you do? What would you do to solve load management? Well, you know, it's, it's really hard because if you do, like, if you take money away from the players, the union is not going to allow no, that. No. So is there anything that can be done, Pepe, or do we just have to live with it? I think that they should uh, – you mentioned that the other day, John. They should make the season longer and don't have the back-to-back. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good start. And also, Stu Lance thinks, and I think he's right, that if you're going to rest a player, you're just going to – like, the guy's not hurt. You're just giving him a night off for rest. Do it for a home game. Mm-hmm. Because the other team only has limited amounts to see your well, stars. Well, remember when uh, Kobe, during his final season, when it was obvious he could just not play an 82-game schedule if he was going to get through the whole thing? They ended up resting him a lot during home games because it was the last time to see him in Detroit right. or Toronto yeah. or wherever. Yeah. What do you, hey, Pepe, what do you think about tonight? Jokic scored 43 on Wednesday night. You think AD can handle him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lakers are going to win tonight. Whoa. Who's a better center, Pepe, Embiid or Jokic? Whoa. I think Jokic. But there's no wrong answer there. I'll take yes, a- there is. I'll take AD. You can have, you can have Embiid. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Pepe. We'll see you in an hour. Thank you, and uh, I'll see you later. Uh, if Mike stays over there. <laughs> I'd be really happy. <laughs> I'll be over there to haunt you later, Pepe. And I'm not bringing in my Christmas gift for you. I'm going to use that ketchup on my on my hot dog. That's just that's cruelty there. Yeah, All right, right, thanks, Pepe. Yeah, Game of Games is powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you have to call Jacob or go to calljacob.com. Eight four four twenty four Jacob. That's eight four four twenty four Jacob. Laura hit the super stager. It is time for Super Cross Talk, and we welcome to the program George Sedano and Scott Kaplan, hosts of the next extravaganza. Uh, hi, Cap. Hi, hi, George. How you guys doing? Hello. Hello, John Ireland. Uh, hey, so, George, you actually got a taste of this last night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Clippers rest some guys last night in the game you worked? Uh, I No, the game I worked, Kawhi and Paul George both played. Norman Powell didn't play, but he's been out for a while. Okay, so if I throw it at you two guys, Cap, I'll start with you. Is there a way to fix load management, these consistent things where star players sit out just to rest? 
Well, I, I would say this in regards to Kawhi, and Ramona reported this years ago when he was with San Antonio, and she talked about how his quad uh, is basically degenerative, right? Like right. That it, he, he's never going to play more 82 than, games. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely not going to play a full season. And by the way, um, there are probably a number of players like that in the NBA that their injuries are so rough. Um, or tough that they uh, they may never play full seasons again. Here, here's the way I look at it, John, because I actually had this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day, and it was he was complaining about load management. And I said, okay, but load management has given you LeBron – not that LeBron has taken a ton of time off, but has given you LeBron for 20 years, Chris Paul for 17 years, right, despite all the injuries he's had. He's like a right. test case of this. I said, if this was the 80s and 90s, Chris Paul's career might have lasted seven or eight years because he would have gone. He would have tried to go every night. Okay, but I could point out, and Michael played several, played with several of these people, guys that that played 15, 16, 17, 20 years. Kareem played twenty plus years, right? But yeah. they didn't have the. They weren't like the as injury plagued as Chris Paul is in this example. The hmm. cap. Do you think it's a fixable problem? Could they change the schedule? Yes. I mean, could could we stop doing back to back nights? We could. Could now, it would be a little season? tricky. It, you would have to start the season a week earlier, earlier maybe earlier. stretch it out a week yeah. later. But the, the Lakers, for example, this year have 12 back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not too hard to get rid of. Well, if you nice. don't do back-to-backs, though, what's really going to end up happening is you never get those stretches with two or three nights off. Like, you're probably going to be playing on average every other game. Correct. But isn't that better for to, to, to address this particular problem? I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying that's what's going to end up happening. I'm sure a lot of players, though, like those two or three nights off. So they're going to have to the sacrifice game, there. The games don't wear you out. If you're young and healthy, uh, sit down at the games where you ask, what you do between games? If you're going out, if you're practicing too hard, that's what wears you out. Um, it's not the games. And, and the way these guys travel now, they don't play, they don't practice as hard as, or as long as we used to. So they got all kind of time to rest between games. Uh, yeah, but what I but I like in the example I gave you of Chris Paul, who's had like major knee surgery. Well, yeah, right? I'm not talking about those kind of guys who are coming off serious injury. I'm talking about young, healthy bodies. Oh, okay, I'll give you yeah, that. Like yeah. that's different to me. Like I'm with you on that. Like I'll give you an example. So I, I think I told John this story a couple weeks ago. So I, they asked me to do a South Bay Lakers game because they were playing G League Ignite. Because Scoot Henderson plays for G League Ignite. For people that don't know, Scoot Henderson is the consensus number two player behind Victor Wembanyama in this draft. It's Victor Wembanyama, it's Scoot, and everybody else, basically. Yeah. So they're like, ESPN's like, we're going to do a South Bay Lakers game uh, against G League Ignite because Scoot's going to play. We want a national audience to see him. It was on ESPN2. I show up there, and 10 minutes before the game, Scoot Henderson, because he had played the night before, didn't play. So what? with that, he's with 19. That, right. With that, I'm with you. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, I just think it's a bait and switch. If, That's you, crazy. if you ask fans to come to a game, like, like there's two games in New Orleans this year where the Warriors mm-hmm. basically took all their stars off the court in mm-hmm. both games. That's crazy. It's Michael, you used it. It's a fraud. Yeah. It's you're you're perpetuating a yep. fraud. Well, blame you know, Pop. Pop really started all of this, mm-hmm. right? Like if we really have to pinpoint it on somebody, I remember remember he got David Stern fined him uh, a ton of money. $250,000 because yeah. he, he he didn't even take his players with him to Miami for a TNT game. game. He, sent them, yeah. he sent them back home on Southwest Airlines to yeah. boot. Ah. Um, <laughs> like how Michael used to travel yeah. with the Lakers back exactly. in the day. Cap and won't even fly Southwest Airlines. I, I remember because it was a nationally televised, I don't know if it was ESPN or TNT, but I was there and yeah, they sat those guys. It was a huge deal. Yeah. So. But John, last night when we got off the air, I walked across the street 
because the Clippers were playing the Suns, and I was visiting with a couple of people, you know, doing a little, you know, a little schmoozing, you know. And um, I got there, and the game starts, and I look at who's on the floor for the Clippers, and I'm like, wait a second. Like, so Kawhi's not playing, and Paul George's not playing, and gosh, nobody's playing. You know, um, I can't even fake being interested in this, so I left. Oh, well, yeah, that's what Mason does all the time. He yeah. does it even if the stars are there. Um, but, you know, the one thing... I'll- oh, my God. Do you know this story, oh, John <sighs> and Michael and Andy? <laughs> so, basically, Cap, you know, the, to get in the building, you have, um, you know, they can email you tickets, and you open up your uh, this app called Access for people who aren't, right. who aren't familiar with it. AXS. So Cap opens his Access app, and he's like, I don't have my ticket. I don't have my ticket. I don't know how I'm going to get in there. So we, a- we kept asking. By the way, the Cap, whole- this is me, too. I can't, I can't figure this crap the out. The whole really? show, the whole show, John, we are trying to figure out why he doesn't have this ticket. So apparently, they sent it to the wrong email. So mm-hmm. long story short, it took us a whole <laughs> show to figure out they needed to send it to a different email. Because get this, Cap had admitted earlier in the show, for some reason, we got into the conversation of how many passwords you have, and Cap says he only uses two different passwords for all his different accounts. And I said, that's probably a bad idea. He has more emails than passwords. So, of course, they would send it to the wrong email address. Cap, Cap I'm with you. It's too, uh, th- this new world of electronic entry is way too confusing for me. I just, Wait, but Michael texts his tickets to Laura and Lindsay all yeah, the time. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, right, my, but, my, Michael, you can tra- he's trainable. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure I am. But here's the thing. I, I felt so dumb. <laughs> I, I swear well, to you, I, I, was, I felt so stupid. And, and Laura was coming up with solutions. She's like, okay, you know what it is? It's the Wi-Fi. It's absolutely the Wi-Fi. Turn your Wi-Fi off. It's got to be the Wi-Fi. No. So I turned the Wi-Fi off. It still doesn't work. Well, it said you were a bot. So that's why it was like the IP address situation. That's why. Yeah. So I, I, what happened was, is that as frustrating as mm-hmm. it was to not be able to figure out how to get this ticket, yep. and I've never had this problem before, ultimately, the person who sent the ticket sent it to email B, when I would have obviously preferred it to have been sent to email A, mm-hmm. and then when right. I opened it from email B, the app didn't recognize the email address. So right, as much but why as didn't I... you specify that? Why didn't you tell them, hey, send it to this email? I'm with you, Cap. I was trying to go to a Dodger game earlier because I didn't want uh, Trace to leave me tickets because I had to walk too far to Will Call to uh, from my parking spot. So I said, I'll go to this gate right over here and I'll just order my seats on Ballpark app that the Dodgers say you got to have it on. And I ordered the seats. I paid for them. And they still didn't come up on my phone. Gosh, and I couldn't so get it. I was so frustrated. Did you get your money back? No. I just And I had to go to the window. I says, look, I, I'm just trying to get in. The, the lady from behind the window was trying to help me get the seats, and they wouldn't come up on the phone. It's just so frustrating. And you left the house, Michael. Like, exactly. That's a big thing for right. you. Yeah, but, I yeah. all the way but up there. Couldn't second. get the tickets to come up on the ballpark app. But, Michael, you mean to tell me that you could have walked a certain amount of time. That's a long yes, walk. Yes, to get free to go, tickets that his son left him. To go get free tickets. Yeah. But instead, you didn't want to walk that far, so you were willing to actually buy the tickets. Exactly. So, because well, where the gate was up, I went to Players Park, and the will call window's like around the stadium, like a mile away. So I ain't walking all the way well, over there. Well, he- but here's the thing. Here's the kicker to this, John and Michael and Andy, is that Cap won't pay for tickets ever if he doesn't have to. Well, I don't blame him for that. I'll do that. Just to save me a walk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's I would true. never have done that walk. Yeah. That's a long Cappy, walk. Ca- in Spanish, there's a saying. What did, what, what did you call him, Laura? Laura? Because he doesn't want to pay for the tickets. Right so sorry, what's up? So what do you what, call Cap what, when he doesn't want to pay for stuff? Cheap, un codo. Es un codo. Yes, yeah, codo. No. Codo. C-O-D-O. I want to ask you guys, and I want you to tell me if this is something or nothing. I can't decide. So 
You guys ever order pizza from Domino's? Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally, okay. yeah. All right. So I haven't in a while, but I do. I, I like Domino's. It's not bad. It's much, okay. much better now than it was years yes, ago. Yes, it is. The thin so, crust is outstanding public service announcement. Do they yeah, have, a, ca- they have right. a cauliflower crust, don't they? Not as good as okay. Shakey's Pizza or Pizza So Hut. part of the service they offer Kids in, the in their app, pizza. in the Domino's app, is a pizza tracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at any point, it can tell you at what stage of the game it's in. Are they still making your pizza? Is it in the car? Right. Is it on the way? How long is it going to take? So you can plan it. It turns out, it has been revealed, that the pizza tracker is a scam. <laughs> it's other, not real at in all. A, in other words, <laughs> it it just takes the av- it's an algorithm that right. takes the average of how long it takes that particular place Store. to normally yeah. get a pizza to your particular place, but it doesn't it's not tracking your pizza. It's just saying on a typical Tuesday it should take 25 minutes and if you check the app it'll tell you what normally where it would be. Is that something or nothing Andy? It's nothing, and I'll tell you why. The biggest benefit to the Domino's Pizza Tracker is for people with kids, mm-hmm. because you, you give, just give it to them and say, "Here's yeah." yeah. You, they watch the car, and as long as they have the car to watch, it doesn't even matter how long it takes. They're entertained by the tracker. Yes, the okay. kids love the tracker. Hey, uh, Sedano, do you think it's something or nothing? Uh, I got to be honest. I am uh, a little dismayed. Because I, <laughs> I, I love you. the. I, maybe I'm a little kid. I love the tracker. I would always look at the tracker and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I believed the tracker was oh, real. Same. Same. Cap, do you think it's is it something or nothing that that it's more of an estimate than an actual tracking of your specific pizza? It doesn't bother me to hear you say it, but I have to admit that I'm with you. I actually believed in it. And I thought to myself at one point, like, how do they do this? Like, what do they have? Like, some sort like of lasers chip or something? in the driver's car? Or yeah, what? Right. what do like they have they in the oven? It's like when peel back the curtain in the Wizard of Oz and you yeah. see that guy behind Michael, there. do you care that the pizza tracker's fake? No, because I don't, I don't. I'd rather go pick up my pizza, get it faster. Wait a minute. You, oh, when you order a pizza, too. you go pick it up yeah, rather than have it delivered? Yeah, I get it quicker. Me yeah, too. Oh, I, too. I, I agree Way with cheaper. Michael. Yep. There, I'm with I Michael. go to a place yeah. in mm-hmm. San Pedro called Burratino's, and I go pick it up myself. The carryout special. But isn't, is George, isn't that right. more of an inconvenience? Right. No. It's worth no, it. I'm worth good. It. No, yeah, I, but I'm John, good. John, here's the thing. You go to Domino's as an example, since that's the one you brought up. Yeah. You can get like a two-topping medium pizza for $5.99 if you walk in and pick it up. Mm-hmm. I used to go pick up like 10 of them. You know, because they that were that sounds were, like you, yeah, yeah. like no, six smart. bucks. Yeah. What's a better what's a better food invention, a pizza or a burrito? Un burrito. That's burrito? hard. Boy, yeah. What about so a pizza good. or a hamburger? Pizza, not burger. Pizza, I like a pizza. Pizza or a Cuban sandwich? Oh, Cuban sandwich. Oh, that's a great Cuban sandwich. It's a different level. By the way, yeah, hey Sedano, have you seen a movie called Chef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Favreau. That's a great movie. Really good. Yeah, Favreau used to live across the street from me when I lived in the Hollywood Hills. I love that movie. That is a good movie. It's basically, he's a chef at an L.A. restaurant owned by Dustin Hoffman, and Mm -hmm. they get in a fight. This is the first 10 minutes of the movie. He tells Dustin Hoffman to basically F off, and he he decides he's going to reinvent himself as a food truck driver with his young son, and they're going to make Cubanos. Cubanos, yeah. And they start in Miami, and they work all the way back to L.A., and it's like, there's a ton of, like, Sofia Vergara's in it, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. It, uh, Have you seen it, Andy? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, Leguizamo's in it, John Leguizamo. Here's what's also great about it. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, well, you're going where I was going to take this, George. This is the benefit of being the director, the writer, the producer, the guy in charge. You set up a story as John Favreau where your ex-wife 
is Sofia Vergara. Yeah. Your current yeah. love interest is Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. And they both love you. Like, they <laughs> yeah. both think the world of you. And, well, and, but and don't by forget, the way, though, he, he, leaves, have... he leaves both of them to get in a food truck with Leguizamo and his kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And, and by the way, it is, I mean, that if you're going to learn how to make a Cuban sandwich, as Michael will attest, you got to start in Miami and oh, then work yeah. your way west yeah. from there. That's okay. a really good move. Now, so before, know, we look, get out, before we get out of here. Oh, um, by the way, John, someone in the circle of trust here. Yeah. Uh, he goes by the vice president of the handsome man community. All right. Uh, he says, I think John needs to take a better look at the pizza tracker. It literally has a, a GPS tracker for the driver as it shows up as soon as it does on the video. Now, I, I would push back and say that is the GPS part of it because they track their own car is different from the pizza tracker, which Correct. Is what you were talking about. Yeah. The, what, what it's, I'm, I'm reading this article on a, on a website called mash.com. What... Uh, Domino's has denied anything if he is taking place. Here's what Domino's says. Pizza Tracker is real. It's based on actual store operations. But the issue does require some human interaction, and sometimes humans make mistakes. We're sorry about those instances, and we'll work to correct those. Oh, please. I think what it is is if I buy a Domino's pizza from the downtown L.A. pizza store, I think they just say, this is how long on average it takes. Start the tracker, and we'll see if we can meet. We can sync it to, up. To peel back the curtain a little bit further, because I worked in food before I came here. Yeah, it, with, Tyler. With DoorDash, yeah, it, it works very similarly to this situation. Whereas, as the worker at the restaurant, you have to interact with the DoorDash app to let the app tell the customer. They're working on your order. Your order's ready. The dasher's picking it up. The and dasher's on its way. So if you don't, none of those things happen. That is correct. Okay, gotcha. All right, so before we get out of here... Um, George, Great job, fake Bergman. Yeah, George <laughs> and Cap. I want you guys. I want you guys to pretend that you are studio executives. Okay, that you run a studio. Scott Kaplan and George Donato are in charge of you. Pick it. Twentieth Century Fox, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Andy Kamenitsky and his brother, and my and friend w- Steve, and his and their friend Steve have a have a movie that he'd like to pitch, and you guys just tell me, are you in? Or are you out? Andy, okay. pitch your movie. Boys, the name of the movie is called Commander and Chimp. It's about a president. He's running for re-election, the incumbent. His name is Bob, and he happens to have a monkey named Bobo. And he has a really Weasley vice president that really wants to be president. So he decides in a scheme to become vice president, he creates the, the ballots with a typo intentionally that says Bobo on it instead of Bob for the president thinking if this guy gets elected, there's no way a monkey can be president of the United States. So naturally, as vice president, he will end up in, end up in office. Turns out, there's nothing in the Constitution that says, that says a monkey can't be president. He's 35 years old, this monkey. So the monkey ends up president with the vice president now furious at the idea of serving as a VP to a monkey. He then keeps trying to scheme against this monkey, thinking he will eventually become president, but everything works out for the monkey, President Bobo, and he ends up getting reelected. All right, Cap, in or out on Commander in Chimp? Um, As a studio executive, I do have one follow-up question. Yeah. Given that the president, Bob, had Bobo the monkey, does former president Bob still live in the White House with Bobo his monkey? No, it turns out he actually never really cared that much about being president. <laughs> he leaves the White House pretty easily. Doesn't matter to him. All right, so he, the president is out after the first couple of scenes, Cap. Are you in or out on Commander and Chimp? 
You know what? I think my kids will find this to be cute. I'm in. Yes! All right, Sedano, you have young children, two of them, a boy and a girl, in or out on Commander and Chimp? No, I'm out. That sounds like the stupidest thing. Come on, Sedano! But Andy, you only need one yes. <laughs> but, true. but, but, by the way, I have a text from the great Pepe Mantilla uh, to my phone. He says... MT needs a GPS to go from the 710 studios to Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> He's right. He's, yeah, not untrue. Hey, by the way, guys, you guys going to watch the World Cup final on Saturday? Yeah, Sunday? Sure. Sunday. Yeah. Guess, yeah. guess, hey, Sedano and uh, Cap, guess who hasn't seen one game of the World Cup? Ireland. No, no I'm, 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 I'm addicted. Kamenitsky oh. here, and he says he has no interest on Sunday. Really, Andy? I'm surprised. You're more worldly than that. Unbelievable. Um, I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I have no interest. I cannot yeah. believe how many friends I have that are, they're just not even remotely interested in this term. Oh, my friends are the opposite. I know. Yeah. I got tons of friends that are like, it's everything to them. But by the, the people way, who are just John, so turned off, I can't understand y- it. Yes, George. You have been called out by Big E uh, on the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Says Ireland is lying. They don't allow pizza delivery drivers behind those gates that he lives. Ah. In. Uh, no, no, no. We, we have to call them in. We have to <laughs> pre-approve them on the app. Big E you is not him, completely wrong. I have, to, I have to get them pre-approved. Get a background check. But then they're in exactly. Get a background check. Yeah, All right. Fingerprints uh, too. Uh, Super Cross Talk is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Sedano and Cap. Coming at you next, ESPN LA.